You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning. What a delight to be with you. I just uh, was thrilled during the worship, uh, especially that line, the extravagant love of God. And it hit me while we were worshiping, just not only the love of God, but the presence of God is extravagant. He's not limited to a place and he's, he's everywhere. And so you can experience his presence where you are, even if you're not here with us. He's here too, so we're thrilled about that. Uh, just greetings to you. Uh, it's a delight to be with you. Though I have to admit, I was actually excited about seeing your smiling faces. Uh, though I've got Elodie's smiling face and Gabby's smiling face. Um, oh, there was Matt too, so. Thank you, uh, it, it really is good. You know, uh, in February, we had a uh, equip in Tasmania and Matt and Elodie came down and Leo and Christine came. And the focus was really about a reset and our focus on Jesus and him being the center of our life, not just part of the uh, peripheral, part of the quadrant of our life, but the center. And uh, I thought, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for over 50 years now. I thought, you know, I, pretty much I'd say I've been focused on Jesus, but there was just something of, of something new of the Spirit. And I have to say that uh, I'm more in love with Jesus than I've ever been. Uh, I've seen more of him, know him better, know his kingdom better. And so uh, it's just, it's so easy for us to get focused on something else. But it was in kind of, in that context that we were doing a series on Acts and uh, I was reading Acts 10, and it was a, it's a wonderful story of Cornelius and his household, and you would know the story, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, and I found that, that so exciting. But then when I got to the end, verse 48, says that he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and asked them to stay a few days, and I thought, commanded? He commanded them, I've not read that before. It seems like, you know, encourage is one thing, but to command. And so I began to look at that and I realized, okay, these were the first non-Jews who were actually added to the kingdom. And so the Jews really had a, a idea of separation from the world. And there was something of that, but I still thought, but commanded. Began to look at the word baptized. You know that uh, the word baptized literally means to submerge or immerse. So literally, he commanded them to be submerged. Sounds like you guys need a bath. But it's submerged with a significance, so much so that we've actually made up a word. Baptized is a transliteration of the Greek baptizo. And so we made up a word which means a submergence with a significance. And so I wanna take a look at that this morning. Uh, Mary and I were watching a cooking show a while back, and in this show, they, they're making something creative, and they've got little parts. This part gets done, and then this part gets done, and this stays and waits, and, and right at the end, it all comes together, and it, it creates something amazing. Well, hopefully, that's going to happen this morning. If it doesn't, and it's a flop, oh, well, you'll love me anyway. So what's the significance? Submergence with a significance. 
It's more than just taking a bath or going for a swim. There's a, a significance and there's something I think that the Holy Spirit was seeing to come when he prompted uh, Peter to command them to be baptized. So when we look at significance, we look over in Romans. Romans chapter 6, from verse 1, says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Do you not know? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we will also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, ourself, was crucified with him, that the, man, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. So baptism, one of the significance is it's the first step to holiness. It's dying to the world, dying to the flesh, the self, the old man. Now just let me give you a quick background in case you've never heard any of this before. Way back in Genesis, when God made us, he made us in his image and he gave us authority or dominion. So we're made in his image to have relationship and also to have rulership. So we're made for relationship and rulership and both were lost at the fall and are restored in Christ. And so we're seeing that restoration, but you need to understand relationship, the restoration of relationship was all about grace. It's all what Jesus did. He was the sacrifice. He was the scapegoat. He took our sin upon himself. He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. It's all that of what he did, and we just respond to that. But rulership is a partnership with the Holy Spirit. And the restoration of that includes obedience and holiness. So holiness isn't for our salvation but it's for our walking with the Spirit and seeing the kingdom advanced. We have that. See, if it were only about relationship, why are we still alive? Love is a choice for another's highest. If it's only about relationship, then as soon as I accept Jesus, my highest would be, God, kill me and take me to heaven. Why am I still here? Because it's not just about relationship. It's about relationship and rulership, partnering with him to see his kingdom extended in the world. So back to Romans 6, Jesus died for sin, but we die to sin. Certainly not, verse 2, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? See, the whole thing is that sin no longer has power over us. But the problem is that our self, our flesh still tries to live. 
we're saved and we're redeemed, but we haven't actually come to, to be in heaven yet. And so we still have this physical body that is empowered by the world. And I'm going to use a little illustration here. I've got my little coffin, and this is this is snake. Snake is represents the flesh. Snake represents that part of us that is empowered by the world. And while it's supposed to be dead and buried in Christ, it keeps sticking its head up and saying, feed me, feed me, feed me, give me something. And the more we feed it, the stronger it gets. And we try and put it back in the in the coffin, and but then it sneaks its head back out. And it keeps coming and saying, oh, well, let me watch this on TV. Let me do this. Let me, let me get this. Let me go, go have this. And so the things that we're supposed to be dead to raise their, their head and come back. And so Luke 9.23 says that we're to die daily. It actually says in verse 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself Take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life, let him deny himself. Let him make sure that that snake is in the coffin and then put the lid down and nail it down so he can't get out. We're to die daily. Put that side apart, that part aside, and turn with me to 1 John. John writes, and, and let me give you a little bit of background. John's writing into a situation that is the rise of Gnosticism. Gnosticism, the word literally means knowledge, and it was the belief that we had that these guys had some special knowledge. They knew what, what everyone else didn't. And their special knowledge basically was a separation of the spirit from the physical. Spiritual stuff was good, physical stuff was bad to the point where they actually taught that Jesus didn't actually come in the flesh because that's negative and that the flesh is bad, the flesh is evil. And so Jesus obviously couldn't have, have come in the flesh if it were negative. So they had this belief, but the, the ultimate belief of Gnosticism was that truth comes from within. I determine what is true. And so it's into this context that John writes, and he writes this from verse 1. Now, uh, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and our hands have handled, this Jesus was real. We're telling you, not only did we see him and hear him, we've actually touched him. He was flesh. Concerning the word of life, the life was manifest and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son Jesus Christ. That's that restoration of relationship. Fellowship, intimacy. It's so wonderful to have the presence of God. So wonderful to experience his love. These things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is the message with which we've heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 
If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. He's saying there's a separation between God and the world, the darkness. When we're saved, we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And so we can't continue to have fellowship with darkness if we've actually died to it. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He's speaking into this deception that had crept into the church that was basically saying, oh, it doesn't matter what I do, there's no sin. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Sounds like Romans. Shall we continue in sin? Certainly not. I'm writing this to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the sacrifice for our sin and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Dying to self is not only the first step in the holiness, it's the first step in protection from deception. When I say I'm the center of truth, I determine what truth is, I open myself to deception because that snake wants to get its input from the world. That snake is saying, ah, oh, let me read this, let me look at this, let me find this, I'll find something. And we gotta push that thing back in because reality is dying to self means my focus is fixed on Jesus. He's the truth. I'm not the center of truth. You think maybe the Holy Spirit foresaw this when he spoke to Peter and said, commanded them to be baptized. Not only is baptism the first step in holiness, and continuing to die to ourself, but it's the first step in protection from deception. But turn with me to Revelation. Revelation chapter 12. From verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He's a deceiver. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. He's actually saying, this is, this is good, salvation's come because the devil's been cast out. That deceiver has come to the world. But then it says, and they, meaning us, overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony, and did not love their lives unto death. Blood of the lamb isn't, I'm gonna put blood. 
blood of the lamb refers to the centrality of Jesus' death and sacrifice. The fact that he bore our sin, it's the centrality of Christianity. It's saying, my focus is fixed on him. He's the center. He's not just somewhere on the side. He's the center of everything we do. And then the word of testimony is not just, I, I have a testimony. It's actually saying, I'm with him. I accepted that. I'm identified with him. My testimony is, I'm part of what he's doing. And it says, and they did not love their lives to death, which literally means that they're not concerned if they die. Now think about that for a second. They're not concerned if they die. I can get the centrality of Jesus. I can get the I'm with him testimony, but they're not concerned. That they Why? Because we've already died. Do you not know that as many as of, of us were baptized in Christ, were baptized unto his death? We've been dying every day. So when it comes down to it, hey, either turn away from Jesus or die, we say, it's easy. I'm already dead. It's not an issue. Because of that, Paul could write, death has no sting. He could say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You think the Holy Spirit knew not only what was coming for the early church, but what was coming for us. So what does that mean? for us today. Let me start with this. Let me encourage you, if you've never been baptized, get baptized. Baptism is immersion of believers. If you were sprinkled, you weren't baptized. If you, if it took place before you believed, it wasn't baptism. It was just taken about. The significance is that we die. Let me encourage you. In fact, let me go a step further. Let me be biblical. Let me command you. Get baptized. It's not an optional extra. It's the first step in holiness. It's the first step in protection from deception. You need to respond. If you're a follower of Jesus, the first thing you do is get baptized. But let me go a step further than that. Let me say this. To all of us, let me encourage you to continue to die daily to sin in the world. Let's keep the snake in the coffin. In this time, don't allow the world to creep back in. If you have issues, you need to come to Jesus for his forgiveness and his strength, his supernatural empowering. When we die, we die to the power of sin. And so let me encourage you, continue to die. It's part of holiness. Holiness makes us more usable, more uh, partnering with the Holy Spirit, who is holy, for what he's doing, for seeing the kingdom extended. Sin makes a separation. It's also protection from deception. Continue to die to sin. Don't allow self to rise up and say, I determine what's truth. 
as part of our protection. In these days, there's a move of the Spirit around the world, a reset to focus on Jesus, a reset for the bride to be in love with the bridegroom, a reset to say other things are good, but one thing is central. I'm going to follow him. There's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of things that would try and pull our attention away. Let me tell you, you don't need to be worried about the mark of the beast. If your focus is on Jesus and you're faced with a, a choice of, of rejecting Jesus to gain some sort of, of economic advantage, it'll be obvious to you. But people get so focused on, what's the mark of the beast? Could it be this? Could it be that? Could it be this? And they get their eyes, get your eyes back on Jesus. You don't have to worry about that. That's the protection from deception. My eyes are fixed on him. Can we pray? Lord, you commanded us to fix our eyes on you the author and finisher of our faith. You're the head of the church. You're the king. You're the, the Lord. You're the bridegroom and we're the bride. You're, you're everything that we need. You're the truth. You're the way. Lord, it's so easy for us to get focused on something else and the, the lie of the, the world and the, the chirping of the flesh that says do this and do that. All those things want to get our attention and we just say, our choice is that we'll fix our eyes on you. We'll follow you. Well, I thank you that you've given us your spirit who empowers us to do that. We can make the choice, but we don't have the power. But you empower us. And so I just pray a new empowering of your spirit as we fix our eyes on you. And for those who haven't been baptized, whatever the reason, that there would be a, uh, a strong moving of your spirit within them, a conviction that we need to die to the world and to self and to the flesh and follow Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you foresaw. And when you commanded through Peter, those uh, people to get baptized, you were seeing not only for them, but for the church and for us today. And so we thank you for that and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, <laughs> what a word. Yeah, what a weighty, powerful word. So, so, um, it's just so much truth there um, and so much, uh, weight to the reality that man, we have we, we want to continually die to self mm. you know it's not just a one-off it's not just a hey this is for somebody else that we want to walk in the power and the effectiveness that god has for us and yeah yeah i love how russ said it's protection dying daily is protection mm -hmm. against deception and yeah. boy do we need that in this day and age absolutely mm. absolutely you know the very first part of dying to self is to actually make jesus the lord of your life um, to make him the center. And so if you're watching today 
and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to invite you right now to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray. I want you to pray with me wherever you are. Um, that Jesus would be the Lord of your life, that you would die to self. Uh, it's what the Bible talks about. Uh, it's, it uses the word salvation, that you're going to be saved, that you're made new. And so if, if you've never prayed this prayer, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Whether you're watching with us live or you're watching back, even if you're listening to the podcast, would you pray this with me? Lord Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I, I choose to die to self. I turn away from living for myself and I invite you to come and fill me with your presence. Right now, would you fill me with your presence? Would you set me free from death? Would you set me free from sin and from living for myself so that I can live for you? I choose to follow you. I choose to live for you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. And we celebrate with you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, it's just such an amazing thing. The Bible says that all of heaven celebrates. But if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to be able to send you a Bible. We want to be able to, uh, to encourage you. So let us know in the comments or DM us, email us, however you, however you can get in contact with us, let us know so we can celebrate um, as well. And yeah, yeah. Um, as far as activations for today, I mean, I think it's probably fairly obvious <laughs> what our activations should be. Do you have any any thoughts apart from, you know, if you haven't been baptized, yeah. you need to get baptized. Yeah. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, maybe the uh, as I was listening to Dad preach, maybe the first time that we're back together, whether that's next week or, you know, in a couple of weeks, that we're going to have a baptism service and we're going to celebrate baptism. Yeah. And um, if you're listening to this today, I just felt this as, as Dad was preaching, if you're listening... And you've got excuses as to why you think you shouldn't be baptized. Would you ask God right now? Don't, don't you know, if you're if you're hearing excuses, if you just heard that preach and you're coming up with the reasons why you shouldn't, that's the lie of the enemy. Just make a choice right now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna honor and respond to Jesus over my feelings or my thoughts or whatever it is that the enemy is trying to bring up. This is how we put self to death. So let's let's make a let's make a choice this morning. Let us know. Give me a call. Email us. DM us. Whatever it is, and let us know. I want to get baptized. Do it right now. Even like yeah. right now. I hope that I get some yeah. messages right now as we're finishing this up, so that we can plan. We're gonna baptize. We're gonna do a baptism as soon as we can. Whether you're you know whether you're ten or you're you're seventy. Um, it's never too late to respond in obedience to what Jesus is saying. And we're always ready, aren't we? To 100%. get that baptismal call out and yeah, anytime exactly. we're ready. Um, so obey, do it, just obey. Um, so good, <laughs> I know. It up. <laughs> it's true, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I just thought, just as an yeah. encouragement over the week, is when you spend time with Jesus, because you should be spending time with Jesus come daily, on. Come on. Uh, when you spend time with him, invite the Holy Spirit to show you areas in your life that you are still holding onto wow. that are not come helpful. On that are uh, keeping that snake that Russ talked about yeah, yeah. Um, alive. Yeah. Are you feeding that snake? Sometimes we think we're not. Invite the light of the Holy Spirit to shine on you. And just, I do this. Yeah. Just invite him to say, is there an area in my life that I need to actually stop or I need to let go of or yeah. I need yeah. to deal with? Wow. And then do Come what on. he says. And Come that's on. as easy as it is. It's just obeying. Once he shines his light, yeah. Deal with it. If it's forgiveness, forgive that person. If there's a sin habit, look, put some things in place. Repent. 
yep. and then put some things in place to help yourself not feed that thing yep. um, and message us, you know, yeah. get in touch with believers yeah. who can stand with you as well. 100%. But really get real with Jesus. Get real because the Holy Spirit sees anyway. Let's get good. real. Let's get ruthless with this thing yep. and let's put it to death and let's start walking in the light as we're called to be. Wow. That's so powerful. I mean, we, we want to be real and we want to respond every day. Yeah. But, you know, it, between now and whenever this lockdown ends in Melbourne, you have more time. Um, don't waste it. We, we spent all the last year saying this. Don't waste the time. Don't waste the opportunity right now. There's opportunities yeah. to minister to those around us and to our neighbors and to our friends. But there's also opportunities to do real business with Jesus and to, to deal with unhelpful habits, yeah. to, to let them readjust our hearts. So make the, make the best use of the time. Um, set some time aside. Don't just watch Netflix incessantly for the next four or five days or however. Set some time aside to be with, be with him. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.